0: The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gau Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gau Media station.
1: Sports, 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 sports. So they
2: just
3: sit there and talk about sports?
2: Yeah, and lately, just James Harden and Rockets and Deshaun Watson and Texans, and I guess that qualifies as sports, so let's do it. It's a
0: Thursday on The Blitz. Diabolical! Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And The Blitz
2: is on for a Thursday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe with me, Fred Fowler, the Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, the role model, Aaron Rabel, the Voldemort. You want to get in today? 713-780-3776 is your number. You can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page, find the Blitz, click like, uh, send a message. Aaron will read it if he likes it. There's Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at AJ is the real, at Aaron is Blitzed, at Degenerates975, you can text the show, you know the number for that, and uh, you can uh, watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. It's a Thursday, weekend's almost here, and uh, still plenty to talk about, including Spelling bees. What's happening, Hoffman?
4: What's up there Freddy boy? How you doing? Not
2: much. I was just following your uh, live play-by-play of uh, the spelling bee today.
4: Yeah, it didn't go uh didn't go our way today. Hmm. And strike that one up in the L column.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, he was in there battling. There's that.
4: Yeah, like listen, this is I mean, to be fair, they do they took uh like f- five kids I think from each third grade class. Uh the the five top scores in each class made the uh the the final thing. And I mean, he goes to a pretty big school. I think it was forty kids in the whole deal. And uh, and you know, he like you said, he was in there battling. He, he he did all right. He he made it to the third round. I do feel like maybe he was getting some words that were tougher than some of the other kids were getting. That sounded like it
2: from uh, from you know your your Twitter.
4: Right, but I also think maybe he brought that on himself. Like because you could hear them on the the. You could hear him on the Zoom video admonishing him for being the one talking while they were while they were waiting to go. Uh, he has some behavioral issues, um, and you know we're working through it. We're working through it, but you know he went up there, he gave it his all, and uh, he didn't get last place, which is always the worst. You don't want to be the you don't want to go out in the first round, and yeah. you surely don't want to be the first kid to go. Yeah,
2: it's just like you don't want to be the first one out of a poker tournament. You know? Exactly. it's like you, that that's just the worst feeling in the world. And I remember when my son did that at that age, and he—he's a smart kid. I mean, really smart, and expected to do well, and missed the very first word. Like I took oh. off—I took off work to go, and oh. and, yeah, and, and say, "All right, man," because I, cause I had we'd been practicing. He was really confident, and uh, I think the word was Adobe, and
4: uh, he missed it. And I'm like Adobe. <laughs> he needs to watch Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> Can you say Adobe?
2: Yeah, and I'm like, dude, really? I took off work for this. We practiced for two weeks, and you miss Adobe?
4: What an idiot, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I, at the time, I didn't think he was going to turn out to be so smart, but uh, but yeah, that was that was yep. our experience with it.
4: Dangerous got Holden, and now, mind you, this is the second uh, the second kid I've had run through this this phase of life, and uh. It, the first kid was was more successful I, I mean he was just better at this kind of stuff so uh it, it is what it is and and a good showing considering it was that kid I'll take it uh, <laughs> but you know it, it, we listen you, you have expectations of your kids you have different ones for each kid and, right. and it's it's not fair to put the same on all of them uh <laughs> this kid is much cooler than the older one he's just, he, you know he, he'll probably get laid before the older one but the, he the older one's just way smarter than him.
2: Yeah, well, that's they need to play to their strengths. That's, that's all. That's it. So, uh, some some fallout from your big James Harden news yesterday. Apparently, uh, Victor Oladipo has no interest in remaining in Houston. Don't really blame him.
4: Yep, don't really care. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We, we, we yep. don't care if you're here. We, we'll trade you for something else. That's fine.
2: Move him on March third. So, yeah. Uh, uh, and Kyrie Irving is apparently furious with the entire Nets organization, which is why he's not there.
4: Oh, that's why because he <laughs> was because he was there before. Like, I mean, what are we what are we talking about? <laughs> Dude hasn't shown up yet. This is like that's such a a move like where the you know the, Kyrie Irving's been cheating on his team like or on his girlfriend, and his girlfriend goes through the phone and finds evidence, and then she's like, he's like, I can't believe you would go through my phone, and now all of a sudden she's the bad guy. Like, I can't believe you would go out and get James Harden. It's like, bro, you weren't even here. You're not showing up for work. What am I supposed to do? So I, it's a, uh, it, it, it is a it is an odd circumstance, to be sure.
2: Yeah, and uh, also uh, some some other news. Ben Simmons, ecstatic not to be traded to the Rockets.
4: Yeah, it sounds like nobody wanted to be here.
2: Yeah, well, can you blame them? No, you can't. Because, frankly, Deshaun Watson, if he doesn't want to be here, does anybody want to come play in the city exactly. ever again in any sport?
3: I mean, DeMarcus Cousins said he wanted to be here with John Wall. He doesn't care about Harden.
4: He ain't worried about that other nonsense. Well.
3: The whole reason he signed that on that dotted line was because of John Wall. So,
4: Well, there you go. I,
2: I, obviously, they're very close. The one guy. Are you at all interested to see how they, uh, uh, how this team looks without Harden?
4: I mean, I, I, I guess I, I'm, I'm not a – like I've said, I've, my, my expectations are so low that you know, I, I'm not really you know expecting them to be anything, but sure, I'll I, I'll like to see how they look.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious, I guess. I mean, uh, I, I, I'll watch a couple games, which is a couple more than I was interested in before, right? So, and uh, as Creighton was mentioned, Kyrie's mad they hired Steve Nash. He didn't want him as a, as a head coach. It's like, hmm, that sounds that sounds like uh something else that's going on around here. Exactly. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's uh that's some of your fallout from it and it's it's interesting to me though. I, I almost all the stuff I've read nationally, they praise the rockets more than they do the nets. Because uh there is a lot of that thought that the nets could just implode.
4: There's a lot of skepticism, sure.
2: Yeah. But um uh, I think uh one of the most fun things was going through some of the reactions from other players and how, you know, the, these kind of deals happen in basketball all the time it seems like you, know, you, you really do see big names get traded more so than other sports uh so I, I, it was it was exciting to see and you know as we mentioned yesterday i i think this is the right move for the rockets uh even when uh oladipo was uh, uh whether he plays or not doesn't really matter you can flip him at the deadline for something and or you could you know just let him go and have an expiring contract And, you know, maybe those picks turn into something. Who knows? Maybe so. But either way, reset button hit, and here you go. So it should be interesting. And I just think with the – it's going to be so much fun to see if things implode in Brooklyn. And I guess there's some thought that they made the Harden deal thinking that they may flip Kyrie. Uh, I've seen a little bit of that today since, uh, you know, just this kind of Kyrie insurance so.
4: Well, if he doesn't want to be there, I mean, it gives you options, certainly. So I, I wouldn't blame him.
2: Tyler said, I went out on the first word when I was in fifth grade, wombat. Thought it was a trick and spelled it W-A-U-M-B-A-T.
4: <laughs> yeah, they hit him with tail light for his second word. And it was like, man, now that's a, that's a tougher word than what these other kids are getting. It seemed like
2: there were a lot of dogs and cats for those other kids based yeah, on your tweets. Yeah, it was,
4: it, it, was uh, it was going pretty good for them. And then all of a sudden it was... Uh, tail light dangerous and he, he you know <laughs> you can only overcome so much adversity fred as i as i always say
2: well you know at least uh at least he tried you know, at least he tried does he does he get the trophy for for being a?
4: I don't think this is that kind of a, oh, good, a deal
2: good good well you know, you, you, there needs to be a little pain if you don't win that's right yeah all right, 713-780-ESPN is your number. we got a, a fun show planned. Brad Powers is going to join us to talk a little college basketball, 530 today. Uh, we've got some, some gambling news. Uh, we've got uh, at some point today, I want to go over the list of Netflix movies that are coming out in 2021 to see how many of these you'd actually be interested in. Okay. Uh, a little bit later in the show. And uh, more Texans coaching news. It's all coming Sounds up. Sounds like a plan. All right, it is the Blitz, ESPN 975925.
0: You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And
2: we are back on The Blitz. 713-780. ESPN is your number on a Thursday. And uh, I do have a couple of quick hockey plays for the people today. Uh, every uh, Every single game went over last night, by the way just uh for those of you bored <laughs> but uh which is fine for our fantasy team uh, everybody got points but uh yeah uh and also uh sam houston is uh racing my picture on their website uh, the first race was at four o'clock and i had to get my bet in on uh my second race pick three because i didn't realize they started at four o'clock today that's that's how on top of it i am these days but um yeah, uh, there's two games I like tonight, uh, the Capitals-Sabers over six and Islanders-Rangers under six. So well,
4: You're playing an under? What's that? You're playing an under, I don't buy it.
2: I'm playing an under. Uh, Look but, at you. <laughs> so there you go, there's a couple of, uh, um, and IOT niche, I was asking what site do you bet simulcast, but uh, my bookie, which you know, I'll be talking about a little later in the show. So uh, the uh, your, your Texans coaching search is uh, I I I kind of feel weird about this whole thing because I, I almost feel like everybody they interviewed before Casario doesn't really make any sense. Uh, You're right. The right now uh, Rams defensive coordinator Brandon Staley on the rest on the uh, list.
4: Are Are you cool with this? Like, are you cool with the fact that they? I mean, it seems like and. I, I guess you have to be cool with it if you didn't like Easterby having too much say. Uh, but it seems like Casario's basically got full control over whatever they're doing for, with the head coach, right? Well, it's a, that's
2: what the GM should have, isn't it? Right.
4: I, and, 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 I, and I mean, I, I'm for it. It's just it's different than what we expected.
2: Yeah. And, and I, I think uh, I, I I mean, I, I hear really good things about Casario. The fact the Patriots didn't want to lose him two years ago is is a good sign. I, I I mean I'm just sick of the whole Patriot thing and I'm I'm sick of the Easterby thing. But if you could separate that, then if this is a guy in charge, then all right, go go make a good decision, and I'll I'll judge him based on what he does, who he interviews, uh, the fact that he is going to talk to they did want to talk to Enemy is a good sign. Uh, Brandon Staley I think is going to be a good head coach in this league at some point. Um, that that's. That's a guy whose defense is, is really, really good. And I've said all along, i would had no problem with the defensive coach. So the names I'm hearing, I don't hate. That's a good start. And then I want to see what he does with the roster and who he whacks. And, and I'll judge him based on that. And if, it, if it's same old stuff, then, and I will also got to judge him on how he handles this Watson situation, because if you can't smooth things over with Watson, well, that's a problem, but I get every impression he will. But we'll find out. I mean, that's uh, I, I'm a firm believer in in you know try to judge people based on what they show you, and I'm not going to judge Casario on being a Patriots way guy unless he brings in Josh McDaniels and a whole bunch right. of other Patriots. Then, then I'll judge him. But I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt.
4: So very kind of you, friend. Well, somebody has to, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I I, I mean I'm I, I'll say this. This makes me feel better because. To this point, I assumed that it was going to continue to be a Casario Easterby group think. And this seems like he's going his own way, and I'm for it.
2: Yeah, I am too. I, I, somebody over there needs to take control. We know it can't be Cal. Right. Um, and we've seen everything that's gone wrong with Easterby. So it, it can't be those guys. So if you're hiring a GM to run your operation then let him run the operation. And so far, no, uh, no complaints. Uh, but w- we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I, I mean, I, I still don't like the way it happened. Uh, I don't like the way they did Deshaun in it. And I don't like that they dipped into the Patriot well. But you know, the more I talk to people around the league, they all kind of say the same thing. It's like, no, this guy's, this guy's going to be a really good GM. And it's like, okay, I'm like, am I'm, I'm going to believe you until he proves me wrong. But it's the Texans, so who knows? Yeah. Let's uh, squeeze in a call from Troy. What's up, Troy?
1: Hey, what's, go- what's going on, guys? Love the show. Hey, let me Thank ask you. your opinion on something. I want you- so, would you guys consider this? So, first thing i do is would be drop JJ. You're going to save some cap space. Maybe go ahead. Would you take the number two, this year's number two pick for, Desha- for Deshaun? And then you're going to save all that cash space and get the number two pick and maybe a couple of first round draft picks next year. And
2: just if you're going to start over, start over. Yeah, we we've talked about that. I I would just say that uh the number
4: two pick is not enough. For, no, for no,
2: you're going to have to you're going to have to do a lot better than that. Here here's the other problem. It's not going to give you cap relief. You will have a twenty one million dollar dead cap hit if you trade Deshaun Watson. Uh, now we've gone over it many times how you can clear cap room on this team so you know that that's definitely possible uh to 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 eat that but um first off i think jj it's really going to depend on who who they bring in as a coach and and if they can make some changes to where they can get back to being at least a 500 type team next year but i i would expect jj to be gone i think it'd be doing him a favor uh and if not I, i would expect them to restructure his contract so he gets guaranteed money and And they split it up over a couple of years. So, uh, but as as far as trading Watson, to me, if it gets to the point where you have to do that, there are deals out there. I would I would entertain, but um, until you actually, uh, until it actually happens to where they say, hey, he's got to be trade uh, traded, then okay. I mean, um, then we can speculate on what kind of packages you would get. That's so why he says you don't think it's just window dressing by Casario. Then hire Dayball or McDaniel's. It may be. I don't know.
4: Could be, but at least they're looking. Yeah, uh, and that's you know, had they come in yesterday and said we're hiring Josh McDaniel, I mean that would have been the worst case scenario. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but at least they're 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 reaching out and looking some other ways, and and yeah, I'm I'm for it. I, I think that you you've got to at least take a look around before you make your decisions. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and and I I like some of the directions are going. I like. Yeah, it's hard to say how these guys will do as head coaches, any of them, even Eric Bien-Aimé. Uh But I, I like going to winning organizations. I like going to a Rams organization that has a top defense and talking to their defensive guy. I like going to the Ravens and, and talking to one of their guys. So, you know, I, I, I like what I'm hearing so far. And yeah, it may be window dressing. Everything is, is, uh, Everything is on the table with these guys. I, I, and there's nothing they could do that would surprise me but i i just don't want to see uh um, i just don't want to see them go to the same old well and the same old just stop hiring your friends and maybe that's what's going to happen but you know again i'm not going to assume he's doing that until he makes the hire and then i'll be happy to assume that because then it'll be true but um and somebody was asking uh why does uh McDaniels gets so little respect because Josh McDaniels was not a good head football coach and none of these guys, you know, why didn't Matt Patricia get so little respect after he actually wound up coaching? I, I don't want another Belichick disciple. And as said before, it'd be like getting the Jimi Hendrix experience together without Jimi Hendrix. So, you know, he, he doesn't deserve any respect. He had a chance to be a head coach. He didn't do a good job and, you know, let, let him be somebody else's problem. He may turn out to be great for somebody else, but not for me. I wouldn't be hiring him. But then again, who knows? I mean, they they, they don't listen to me on anything. AJ, if they did, they wouldn't be in this mess. No, you're right. They'd still have DeAndre Hopkins, and Bill O'Brien would have been dead a long time ago. But yeah, that's that's okay. That's okay. It's not my job to run the team. It's my job to bitch about the people who run the team. That's it. Uh, and you're doing great. Thank you. Thank you. So. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I want something good to happen. I mean, is that too much to ask? Just something good. Go, go get a coach that we get excited about, and sure, he'll go four and twelve next year, and we'll all be like, oh darn, you know, and then we'll have to say, I guess we were wrong about the guy. <laughs> but no, just just something that makes me, it makes me happy. That's all. Makes me think, all right, man, this is like, this thing's going in the right direction. And Cal's up there in his office collecting money and not doing anything. Like getting rid of Jesus Easterby, that would be—that'd be a good thing, wouldn't that make? I think you ha- everybody
4: would be on board with it.
2: Yeah, I think everybody'd be happy. So, do you see uh, Jags are finalizing a deal with Urban Meyer? How do you think that's gonna go?
4: I mean, it's funny that Urban Meyer, when you know, when he, the last few jobs he's been approached about, it's been like uh, he's always he always lies about what, like why he won't take a job or will take a job, right? Like, it's always oh my health, my health, and then all of a sudden oh I think I'm healthy enough to coach. <laughs> it's funny how that works, but uh, but yeah, I, I mean I I obviously think that that he's a good coach. Uh, we we've yet to see him at the NFL level, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I would give him a shot yeah and, and what, with trevor lawrence it's it seems like a uh, good spot
2: yeah it does and, and i i think they'll be patient with him because the jaguars are always patient with their coaches yeah so he, he doesn't sometimes it. to a fault yeah and I mean, poor gus bradley was probably there 10 years too long but i, I do like I, one thing i like about urban meyer is and it, it kind of depends on who he goes out and, and and brings in his coordinators but he's always done a really good job hiring assistant coaches and, and really good assistant coaches and so um I, if As long as I think he kind of... Like s- Tom Herman. Hey, Tom Herman was a good assistant coach. Well, maybe he'll hire him. Um, I don't know how he'll <laughs> do on the NFL level. but And that's what I'm curious about. Is his staff going to be a bunch of his college guys or is it going to be NFL guys? And I, it, it, I'd be curious to see how that goes. But I, I think he'll do well there. And I think it'd be funny that the two worst teams in the division have the two best quarterbacks and... Um, and now the Texans are going to be they might be staring up at the Jaguars next could year. Be. All right. Tell you what, though, if uh, it, it could be a train wreck there, too. And if it's a train wreck and you're injured, you call Lawyer Dave. What's going on, Dave?
5: I am rocking and rolling for the Blitzers today. Hey, Blitzers, it's me, Lawyer Dave. You got a legal problem? Hit me up. I'll talk to you for free, 713-626-8900. Uh, I always charge Fred, but the rest of y'all, free.
2: <laughs> yeah, you, it, it, it's always free until they win, right? I mean, they don't pay a dime out of their pocket, and uh, if they need to go to a doctor, you get that taken care of for them.
5: Yep, that's right. If if you sign up with me, we'll ride this ride together, and when it comes to the end, we'll split the money in according to a percentage. And there's no money up front, as Fred said. In fact, if you get hurt and you don't have money to go see a doctor, I'll find one that will conserve you in the capacity in which you need to be treated without any money up front. If you need a ride, I'll arrange for a ride back and forth to treatment. That's what we do here at Messdermaker Straub and Zumwalt.
2: And that goes for our friends in the Golden Triangle and all over the great state of Texas. And uh, uh, tell them how they can get in touch with you, my friend.
5: Well, first of all, let me just say that we got a case out of the Golden Triangle. pursuant to the visit, you went out to Beaumont around Christmas when you got the COVID, but that was great. (laughs) So, fellas... If you need my help, call me at 713-626-8900. We handle cases all over Texas and other places, too, if it's a special case. Or you can hit me up at LawyerDave.com or tweet me at, at LawyerDaveLaw or through my buddy Fred.
2: Yeah, you can always hit me up, and people usually do on the weekends when they have accidents. All right, if they need a lawyer, what do they do?
5: They had better dial Dave. Don't worry about me, though. In the gym, trying to work on my freight, though. Down, got down. Spending money at the club. Well, hello!
0: To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. Dial the phone. Looking to outsource your company's HR and payroll? Get the top initiative and smart solutions with HRP.net. This is the Blitz on ESPN 975. And on ESPN 925. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman. And we're back on
2: the Blitz. And uh Soccer Matters tonight with Glenn Davis. Uh, on the show, Houston Dynamo legend Dwayne DiRosario. Canadian dude. Four-time MLS My Cup. Favorite guy. Four-time MLS Cup champion, including back-to-back titles with the Dynamo in six and seven. Recently named one of the best 25 MLS players of all time. He'll be on the show tonight. And former Houston Dynamo and U.S. Men's National Team defender, Jeff Cameron, who is currently QPR captain in the English Championship, which is the second division below the Premier League over in Europe. But uh, he'll be on as well. I wonder if he's picked up an accent from being over there.
4: I, you will have to find... That's that's a tease. You'll yeah. we'll have to find out.
2: You'll have to tune in tonight at 7, and then you get the Hall of Fame with Booker T and Brad at nine let's uh get in another texan's call with lorenzo what's up lorenzo hello lorenzo.
4: Hey, uh barely but yeah go for it
1: uh, okay, oh, okay now.
4: just kidding no your phone's terrible <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry man yeah uh, we tried. try and call back if you get a different a different uh yeah, in a different place or get out
2: of the uh, beaumont tunnel which doesn't exist anymore <laughs> right uh, <laughs> yeah man try try back just uh couldn't hear you. We'd, we'd we'd like to get your thoughts. We really would. And if you want to get in, seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six is your number. And uh yeah, we'll. I and mean, obviously, there's a few things still to talk about. There's still some some residual Harden, and we still have the Texans. And I, I just uh I, I wrote this today, though. It's like these people who are saying the Texans and uh, the sean Watson thing is the same as James Harden thing. All these national talking heads not it's not i mean watson hasn't come out publicly he's he's leaked some things his agent said some things but he hasn't come out and said he wants to be moved yet he just wants to be he wants to be treated fairly and he's po'd and i don't blame him but i don't i i would be well, i'm not gonna say i'd be surprised because it's the texans right nothing they would do surprises me but i i don't think this is going to get so bad that, that they're going to move him and if they if they do then you know it might not be the worst thing in the world yep I mean, we, we've we've talked about it. If if you could get a ridiculous Herschel Walker type package for him, then why would you not consider it? Um, but I I don't think it's going to come to that. And they'll they'll try to uh, they'll try to build something around him. Which we'll see if they can do it. Seven one three seven eight zero. ESPN is your number. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. And people are asking, well, what if Oladipo tries to? force his way out like Harden did. Well he, he can't until March. They can't they can't flip him if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but who cares? Yeah, if he's did he not play, like, didn't It's like it's gonna make any difference. So I don't know if you saw this, but the uh the Washington Nationals ballpark is, is gonna have a, a bet MGM kiosk in it now, which uh that that's the way of the future. But you're gonna be able to go to the baseball game and bet. Well when you can go to baseball games again. I'll take it. Yeah, I think that's uh yeah, again, we're just way behind Europe because when we went to Wembley, they they weren't doing them for the NFL game, but they have them right there. You can go up and yep. bet on anything. I I think that's cool. You should be able to bet on your phone. I
3: hope right. they have enough.
2: Uh what do you mean?
3: Well, when I went to uh the Golden Nugget in Biloxi a couple of years ago for to gamble, it was right after they had just opened up all the sports books at all those casinos. And the Golden Nugget had, you could either go talk to a human, which had a long line, or you could go and stand in line for a bank of 12 kiosks, which had an even longer line. And every single person up there is taking their sweet time dialing up 18 bets because they don't want to go get to the back of the line after each bet. So it took forever. And if you were sitting there trying to decide down to the wire on weather or anything on a certain bet, you probably weren't getting it in.
2: Well, I'm I'm hoping things have come a long way since then. And... I, I yeah, hopefully you could get it where you just do it on your phone, too. But if they if they're going to make money, it's like we, we talked about if they were to legalize it in Texas, you would have one at Toyota Center. And, you know, Tillman would have that license. And theoretically, you could go there and bet on anything. But that, that's that's the most frustrating thing in the world is they're never like, especially it goes back to my horse track days. If, if they don't have enough machines or enough tellers. And like on Derby Day, I always have to make my bets at like 10 in the morning because yeah. you know, by, by 4 o'clock you could forget getting in line because a lot of people just show up just to bet right before. And that's something that you will know, have to be addressed as these things get rolled out. If you're just going to have betting windows and kiosks, there better be enough of them. Let's, uh, okay, let's give Lorenzo one more shot. Go ahead, Lorenzo. Hey, guys.
1: Uh, can you hear me better now? That's better, yeah. Okay, I appreciate you taking my call. My question was about um, Aaron B. Enemy, um, the stuff about he doesn't interview well or he's not interviewing well that we're hearing out about the league. And my serious question is, like, how much I – get, I get the overall thing about it, but why is the interview process viewed as that crucial? Because when I, when I look at it and then people are saying, you know, a common thing about the league right now is African-Americans getting an opportunity. The fact of the matter is, throughout the African-American community, interviews are something that, for some of us, just strikes absolute terror. Now, I'm not giving him a pass. He's in the NFL and should be able to handle himself and all that type of stuff, but I personally have never used my actual voice on an interview. Okay, so it takes that ability to uh, to to adapt to the situation and put yourself in an advantageous situation. We'll just leave it like that. and won't go any further into that. So my question is, isn't it his resume all this time that got him an interview in the first place? So why are we putting so much stock into the interview process? Some people just may not interview well. And I've heard people say that as well. Some people just may not interview. So you're going to question whether or not he's worthy of your entire franchise or anybody, not just Airbnb. I mean not anybody just black. The fact that you would question whether somebody is worthy of your organization off a two, three hour interview as opposed to their body of work that they put together throughout a career, it's just confusing me. So maybe you guys can explain something I don't understand. But uh, I'll hang up the list and listen. I think can taking my
4: call. Yeah, I'll say this. I mean, and I don't think only African Americans uh, struggle in interviews. I mean, Gary I, I Kubiak think a, was
2: notoriously bad for a long time.
4: A lot of people are nervous yeah. in interviews. That, that's just part of the deal. Uh, but that's really with any job, your, your resume does speak for for itself. But then people also like to get a feel for you as a person too, especially this organization who apparently is putting so much on character. Uh, they they want to get a good feel for what kind of guy he is and and what he stands for and what he what his uh, what his plan is, I guess. Uh, and as a guy, who, especially as a guy who's never never called plays, like I, you know, whether Eric Bianami's black, white, or purple, I, I want I want to know everything I can know about the guy. Uh, because it, when you say his resume speaks for itself, it it does sort of. If if his resume is well, he worked for Andy Reid. I don't think any of us believe that Andy Reid h- has given up play calling duty to Eric Bieniemy for some reason. I don't think that's happened. So uh, it's it, it's it's a tough call. I I, I I I'm a big believer in both. Like you you want to have a good resume, but you also should have to interview well. Um, you know, and, and hopefully, hopefully I think some of these guys, maybe they don't interview well the first time interview well the next year. If, if, if that's a problem for you, that's something to work on, you know?
2: Yeah, I, well, I have two thoughts on this. First off, I don't buy the thing that he doesn't interview because it, well, because it sounds like an excuse to not interview him the way that it was presented and, oh, well, he's just not that impressive. Uh, I, I've actually heard the opposite of that from some people. Uh, but the thing is an interview is important and yes it's not just the interview uh and it's not just your resume because if you're going to have a guy in and run your organization you want to know how he's going to handle questions you want to know how he's going to handle difficult situations and that's what an interview is and if you don't interview well uh in in any walk of life well that's uh you know that is going to hold you back and especially if you're talking about a guy who's got to be the face of the organization, who has to sit there in front of the media every week. And if you can imagine if Cal McNair had to do what he did every you know, three, four times a week, how would that look? I mean, it, and that's, that's the thing. You don't want a guy who's going to go out there and look bad on TV and look bad in the interviews or you know, just come off as, as somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about. There are coaches like that. And so an interview is critical. Because you don't, you don't necessarily know, I mean, I want to ask him questions like, okay, how involved are you in, play, in, in the play calling? I want to hear what he has to say about that. Uh, how involved are you in the, um, in the design of the offense? What, what would you bring to Deshaun Watson that's different than what we've seen? Those are all answers I'd want to get. And if he doesn't give me the answers I like, guess what? I'm not giving you the job. I don't care who you are. That, that is part of it. It's an important part. But it is, and that's, that's the other thing. When you look at his resume, on the surface, you say, wow, he's, he's come up through the ranks with Andy Reid. That's perfect. Uh, but is that enough? And, you know, realistically, I don't know if it is. Uh, I, I want to find out. And then I also want to interview Andy Reid about him. And if possible, I want to talk to Patrick Mahomes or have somebody call him. Yeah. You know, those, those, I want to know as much as I can before I hire somebody. But, yes, you better nail the interview. Uh, to me, that's important. And unless there are times, that maybe somebody comes in, they don't interview well, and instinctively you think, you know what? I think they're better than this. That's when you give them a second interview, and you know if they they come back and they do a better job the second time and they're less nervous, then then maybe you you, you rethink it. But uh, I I mean, I I think part of what the caller said, it's like you're you're risking the future of your franchise. You better damn well trust them after the interview. That's that's critical, man. But I would—I I don't think that's the case with this. I—I—I I, I don't want to say that report is total BS, but it sounds like manufactured BS to me. So, all right, quick break. It's the Blitz at ESPN ninety-seven five ninety-two five. Yes.
0: This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz.
2: 713-780 ESPN your number 713-780-3776. What was what was that uh Aaron you had uh...
3: Joey on Twitter asked what Y'all's thoughts on uh, Lamar and Sam Houston joining the WAC
4: were? I, um, I, Listen, Lamar is – Sam Houston's done a good job building up their football program over the years. It, it kind of makes some sense. I don't know, man. Lamar may be getting in over their heads. Like, to me, if you're going to take a step up in, in conference – You'd like to have some sustained success at the level you've been at. They've not had that.
2: Well, it's 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 um, Sam Houston, SFA, Lamar, and Abilene Christian.
4: Well, so uh, they're they're
2: all going to uh, Division One then.
4: I guess that's the deal. Is it just for basketball or for football? I I I haven't read this story. What you're telling me is the first I've heard of.
2: Yeah, I was just looking it up but uh
4: now if it's for basketball only good for them i mean lamar's yeah. not a great basketball program but Stephen f austin certainly is uh abilene christian is 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 good enough to play in the whack I, I, you know sam houston's getting better but uh, although those those programs have that that that, that southland conference is a, a fairly easy conference to win maybe that's maybe it's better to stick around there
2: so no it's all sports apparently
4: well, um but it's a bold strategy <laughs> um you know i
2: this is uh the other nine schools it was, and this is obviously not division one football um the the apparently not all of them are transfer, transitioning to full division one status i I'll, I'll have to read this on next break guys because it's uh it's really unclear how this is set up other than basketball it'll be good so yeah, I'll. Uh, the I, I have to go read the story. I, I'd be just guessing cause I, I and I can't read it while we're trying to talk about it. So sorry. It's
4: funny because I mean I guess there's the the money aspect is nice. If you're playing D one football, you, you're you're going to be on TV a little more. It's a good thing. But you know, it, it seems like everybody once they get to to that level to D one football, then they all start complaining about the mid majors never get a chance to play for championships. It's like. If playing for a championship is what's important to you, you know St- Sam Houston State competed for a championship at, at the D two level. Like it's, it, or I guess what do they call it the F FCS. FCS level? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if competing for championships is your goal, then maybe that's the place for you. Uh, it, it's just I, I, it's so convoluted. I, I almost wish that 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 the top level that FBS was smaller. That there was only like you know obviously the Power Five conferences and maybe like you know two more conferences. That way, it, maybe there's more of a, a spread of the uh, the 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 power, like the the balance. It would balance out a little bit better. And then if you if you're gonna play at that other level, then you know you can play for a separate championship there. And guys guys from that level get drafted to the NFL too.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't think you need second championships. I think that's just dumb. Um, it, it, play in the in the league you're in, win your league, worry about that. It's, yeah, that I, I think there's too many divisions in high school football. It's, if we start split, agreed with that. We start splitting things up into oh, uh, big boys and little boys. Well, this it, it's not even the same league anyway. So, you know, go win your conference and worry about that. I, I just don't, uh, I don't see the point in in that kind of setup, but uh but you don't get to bitch about it i mean if you're if you're you go uh, if you're coastal carolina and you go undefeated you, you you don't you don't get to bitch i mean that's you now that that's just this is what you signed up for yeah let's try uh todd what's up todd hello todd what's up,
4: guys? sports hey, Todd.
1: Just real quick, uh, I was wondering if y'all had seen. I just saw uh, that John Salter had posted a tweet saying that the 49ers are putting together a package including Nick Bosa for uh, Watson. I was going to get you alls thoughts on that.
4: If that's the, if that is true, I mean, again, I, I haven't I haven't seen much of this. If that is true, that's interesting. It's a it's a good starting point, isn't it, Fred?
2: Yeah, I, I can't see them doing uh, a trade like that, though. I mean, if you are the Forty Nine ers, you are you need a quarterback to go with all the stars you have. You are not going to trade one of your defensive stars, I don't think. I think you are going to try to put together a bunch of draft picks. But i I haven't seen that. It sounds like
4: you know all of these things right now are just people speculating. I think uh, so too. There is no and where do the where do the Forty Nine ers pick? Yeah, that's the other thing. Because I mean, if they're not throwing in draft picks, then even Bosa is a no thanks. They're 12th. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know if you're getting a quarterback at 12 that, that makes you feel comfortable.
2: Yeah, I, I just uh, – I, 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 I can't see them
4: having enough. We're, we're, yeah, I don't, we, I don't think the Niners have the assets.
2: The, the teams that have the assets are, are teams that have top five picks yeah. and, and are willing to trade multiple picks. And and that's not the the Niners. So I mean, they can put all the packages together they want. But if they if I'm Nick Casario and they call me, I'm like, eh, sorry, thanks, but no thanks. And uh,
4: when we say top five picks, I mean the number one team is out. Yeah, the number the number five team that's the Bengals. They're out. Right. So that leaves Jets, Dolphins. Maybe if they're willing to move on from Tua and the Falcons. So. That's that's basically your dance partners,
2: right? Right, because you you want the guaranteed top five pick this year, because yeah. your future number one picks. There's no guarantee those teams suck nope. as much, especially if you give them to Sean Watson. So, yeah, I, I, if I'm Niners fan, I'm not getting my hope, hopes up there. If I'm Niners, I'm going after Matt Ryan. I think that's, I think
4: that's the move too. Yeah,
2: so, but it, again. I, I, and until there's actual tangible evidence that they're going to trade him, I, I think everything is just speculation. And it's just, you know, not, real, uh, not really any point in, in going to those. Hey, did uh, you get a chance to watch that Tech-UT game last night?
4: I did watch it. Fun watch. And, uh, I mean, obviously, it, not the kind of game I expected. I, I expected that to be sort of a rock fight game. And Texas came out guns blazing. Uh, I guess no pun intended. Guns up, uh, in the first half, and and really looked like they were going to put it to Texas Tech, and Tech hung around and hung around and hung around, and it felt like the only lead of the game was was at the very end. So, uh, you know, they they hit a mclung hits a big shot to uh to put them up, and uh, it's a really solid win for that Texas Tech team, and you know, it it it, it we talked about this earlier. There's some real good teams in this state, and and I don't think this diminishes anything that Texas is. They've won a few games like that. They've won some games at the buzzer. They were due to lose one. I still think Texas is one of the, you know, I, I think after Gonzaga and Baylor, I think there's a group of teams that I, I whatever whatever order you want to put them in, I, I think they're all Final Four contenders, and I think that includes Texas. It includes. Tennessee. It includes uh, Villanova, certainly. Uh, any given day, it could include Kansas. It, it could include um, Iowa, Michigan, Creighton. So there's a there's a handful of teams that are, I think, in that next tier. And I think Texas is there. And I don't think that that loss, certain, you know, knocks them out of it. Uh, but but yeah, it's a, there's a there's a lot of it's a it's a quality field. And it feels like – like when normally when you say there's parity, that means you feel like anyone could win it. And I don't feel that way because I feel like Gonzaga is that that much better than everyone – Gonzaga probably has three first-team All-Americans, which is just insane to consider when there's five spots. Gonzaga probably has three first-team All-Americans. And so it, it feels like they're almost as, as close to a lock as you can get. But beyond them – and I think Baylor is, is a notch above the rest of those teams – but it, there's there's a handful of teams that are very very good and there's a lot of teams that could end up playing late into the season which means it should be an awesome tournament right
2: yeah i mean i i think so and i'm 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 excited about the the teams in the state here you've got i mean at least what again, you got four, four
4: teams in four teams in this state that are legit final four contenders yeah that's pretty that's badass. pretty cool
2: yeah yeah so uh um, but yeah, I got I got to watch the very end, so I basically got to watch the game. Is, is how it played <laughs> out I, I was watching hockey last night and flipping. Man, around.
4: it really is, and I I know it's kind of an old story now, but the the Andrew Jones story is so great. Yeah, the fact that that dude was out there a year ago, you know, practicing with a chemo bag attached to him, and now he's out, you know, leading the leading all scores in the game last night. It, it's just an amazing story.
2: All right. We've got a lot more amazing stories to get to. Hour number one in the books. Don't go anywhere. It's a Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. I've, I've, I've been popping,
5: popping, man. I feel just like a rock star. My name is Bob Lee, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5.